0: All right, y'all. I hope this means that this something is gonna be good. If you all only knew some of the technical difficulty it took me just to be able to push the record button and get this thing started. Um, how do I begin? You know, I already kind of uh, talked through this episode and then realized that the mic wasn't working. Um, so I'll just have to, uh, you know, start all over again and take it from the top. Um, for those who may not know who I am, my name is Vaughn Edmead and, um, you know, I won't take too much longer. I'll I'll probably do maybe the next episode I'll go into introducing kind of like what my background is, um, and who I am, but really I wanted to take this time to talk about what we're trying to do here, why I'm starting this, um, you know, um, this thing called, uh, in one sense, the, the black seminary um but those of you who are, might be hearing this uh as far as on a podcast app you'll probably see the name uh good news for the hood there's another podcast you know uh that we're also thinking about coming out myself and my team with there's about two other podcasts um shows that we're thinking about developing actually um You know, but if you are looking at this on YouTube, then you see that this is the Black Seminary. So in essence, the Black Seminary is going to be putting out the podcast. okay? Um, and even even bigger than that is, you know, Averages Failure. For those that know me know that, you know, I've had a brand called Averages Failure for almost going on 10 years now. And that has always been centered around, you know, de- helping people develop. Th- that was more so around motivation and inspiration, and and around, um, you know, uh, career development, um, life coaching, if you will, uh, kind of content. But, you know, as the world has developed, as over the past, over the course of the past ten years, as I've developed as an individual over the course of the past ten years, you know, one of my passions that people uh, sometimes don't realize, I'm sure a a lot of people realize, but there's quite a few who don't, is that my passion has always been for the biblical text, um, and how that informs my life and how that informs the life of the, the people, um, who I'm around and the people of this world and what it means for the challenges, um, and the good things that we see, um, in the world. And so I really wanted to, in this season in my life, I wanted to kind of pivot and transition, what we're doing through Average's failure, um, you know, it, in that vein, I think is a vein that I've always supposed to um, do a deep dive in, but haven't really gone as hard as I can in that in that specific lane. And so I think in this phase of my life, it's time that we do that. So even when when we, you know, and, and I'm just kind of giving you all a backdrop, even when we talk about um, averages failure, it'll still house the apparel that we design. But a lot of the apparel that we're designing right now has to do with um, themes, uh, biblical themes, Christian themes. Um, not all of them are in your face Christian themes. But, you know, even if they are just come off as even just more motivational in nature, Um, There'll still be a gospel theme underlying that motivation, because ultimately, I think that the gospel is the ultimate solution to the challenges that we see here in this world. Um, And so this thing called the Black Seminary, why I'm developing this as our learning platform is because, you know, okay, an observation that I've made into the world is that. Um, While many individuals might follow after Christ, um, I've noticed that that biblical literacy has actually decreased, in my opinion. okay, Um, and and as a matter of fact, I would say that there are a lot of individuals who, who approach the biblical text, but not necessarily looking for what the gospel author was trying to. Uh, communicate to them, but really, and I've heard some other people, you know, refer to this uh, before, but really only seeing the Bible and the biblical text as a coping mechanism. All right. Um, And I think that the Bible is so much more dynamic than that. The gospel is so much more dynamic than that. God through Jesus Christ um, and his spirit is so much more dynamic than that. And we often miss it. And I think that, as a matter of fact, I think that when we understand the biblical text rightly, that it speaks even more strongly to a lot of the things that we're looking for, uh, you know, to cope with in our lives, you know. But we have to allow the the biblical text to do that. And so specifically me as a black man, one of the things that I notice is in it. when I'm in black theological spaces or when I'm in black churches, um, the it, it, what I found is that sermons often didn't wrestle with the 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 what the again what the author of the biblical text was trying to trying to um you know trying to convey, um, and I feel like a lot of members in churches haven't been challenged to understand a lot of the depth of what's in the bible um and a lot of us miss out on what the story of the bible is or what have you and so you know as i would go to biblical texts or or or, or let me start start with this when i would look at um people who were scholars in black spaces a lot of their scholarship and it's some good scholarship still you know um and i'm I, i do believe that we need it um but a lot of their scholarship was more so around sociology a lot of their scholarship might be around um uh, history, you know, a lot of their scholarship would be around social justice. And by all means, you know, we're going to tackle a lot of those things here with what I'm trying to do through the black seminary. This, that's one of the reasons why I put it together, but I really wanted it to be a space where even when we do tackle those things, we would be rigorously, um, um, rigorously uh, wrestling with the Bible, um, and figuring out what the author was trying to say, and then allowing that to inform those things, as opposed to kind of identifying how we think things should be in the, in the, let's say the social justice space, and then simply trying to go to the Bible to find how does you know, find ways to support what we, what we already think with the Bible. And so in essence, what I'm talking about is, is really a switch in terms of what is foundational. Okay, and what what is the central focus and what I realized is that um, whenever I was attempting to uh, understand something uh, on a let's say a scholarly level um, when it when it came to finding people who, who were uh, biblical scholars everybody for the most part that I would run into was a white male either a white European male or a white um, American male um, and, and and by all means, We want everybody to be biblical scholars if they can be. And I've learned so much from these guys. So I think about individuals like N.T. Wright, um, you know, who I, I didn't even realize that I had run into his work before through the gentleman who wrote that book. I forgot what it's called, but he had written a book. Um, he, I think he was like a news reporter or something like that. And so he was trying, he had become an atheist and he was now doing a, a, a discovery as to whether or not the claims of the Bible and the claims about Jesus could really be true. And when they did the video um, documentary of that, uh, one of the individuals that they, I realized now that they had interviewed was N.T. Wright, Bishop N.T. Wright, um, who was one of the leading New Testament uh, scholars in the world. Uh, and, and, and if you get a chance to read his work or, or listen to his work you should. Um, and then also you know the Bible project, um, those guys Tim Mackey, John Collins, the, just the work that they're doing and not just from not just even from the content, but the the artistry behind the work that they do phenomenal phenomenal so 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 I've enjoyed listening to all of these individuals. But I was still wondering, like, where where's everybody? Where are all the other scholars, biblical scholars? And, you know, uh, here and there, um, you know, I would see the work of like Carmen Imes, who's uh, done some great Old Testament work, um, especially uh, uh, surrounding bearing the name. Um, You know, if take a if you if you get a look, look up Carmen Imes bearing the name and see some of her work. Phenomenal work. All right. A white, a white woman. And. There are a couple of other white women that I've seen in the in the biblical scholarship space who are doing phenomenal work. But then I was like, yo, where are all the black people? And the only black person that I really have, I've found, and I've only found it because N.T. Wright mentioned him as being one of his students, and also because um, uh, the Bible Project interviewed him, was uh, Dr. Esau McCauley, all right, who is a black man in a, I think, in a, in an Episcopalian context, all right? And he's a New Testament scholar. And literally, I have not come into con. I haven't come into contact with him, but I haven't come into contact with the work of other black biblical scholars. I have not even heard, at least to my knowledge, the name of any other black biblical scholars. And I'm not a black biblical scholar, okay? I wish I was, you know? And I have a passion for it but i i am not a scholar, but I enjoy these things and I enjoy hearing scholars and it adds so much to my understanding and how I see the world so I really want to develop a space where hopefully we can tap into some of these uh individuals like esau macaulay um and and maybe he can help us discover some other black biblical scholars that are out there um and and mind you I've only heard of Esau macaulay as far as a black male I don't know if I've heard any uh black female scholars you know when it comes to the biblical text um you know uh, but one person that comes to mind i don't know if she would consider herself a black, black biblical scholar but she she is a black biblical apologetic and that is lisa v fields you know who's done some great work and there are other individuals in the black community doing great work at a scholarly level and who definitely take the bible seriously i'm thinking of um individuals like uh jamar tisby uh justin giboney who you know these are names uh artists like show baraka um other you know battle rappers like street hymns um you know they're certainly individuals out there doing creative things that are that and, and take the bible seriously and challenge the black community to take the, the bible seriously but at but in in terms of uncovering what the lay person would not readily be able to uncover about the text. I don't think that um, we found a lot of individuals in our community and spaces who can do that. And I think it's important that we do because I think that, you know, the Black experience, the uniqueness of the Black experience, the challenges of the Black experiences, and the beauty of the Black experience, I think can bring things out that the author of the Bibli- the authors of the biblical text were trying to convey um, and I think that we miss that because we don't have um, as many black scholars as we should have uh, um, you know it as far as the biblical text so I know that in this you know in these few minutes that I've probably said a lot you know I can't say exactly what this channel will become. I'm not all knowing. I know that what I hope that it becomes, I hope that it can grow and I hope that it attracts uh, more black individuals who are interested in the biblical text, Um, you know, and and what the authors were trying to say through the biblical, through the, through the biblical writings. Um, But I'm also hoping that it won't only just draw black individuals. I'm hoping that it'll draw people of other. Uh, nationalities and ethnicities and cultures who also value what the, what black people bring to this, um, you know, the community and the body of Christ. And I think that's ultimately what my goal is through this project if, if you will, um, you know, in, especially in the Western world, black individuals overall have been treated as, uh, you know, second class citizens for centuries. Um, and even some, for some people that's been intentional that they've treated, um, black individuals that way. And then there are also kind of systems in place where some people don't realize that. Um, and when I say don't realize it's not that they don't, don't, don't know it, but are maybe unaware as, t- as far as all the various ways that that plays out. And one of the spaces that that's, happened is certainly in the church itself um and 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 the church has a lot to wrestle with in the western world still with um with you know what racism what slavery um in what ways that has scarred the world and what bruises and scars it's left on the black community and don't don't think that it hasn't left bruises and scars on the white community as well and on the rest of the world and i think that um, you know, one of the things that I want to do here is to show and highlight again the the, the, the that that black people are a part of the multicultural kingdom of God that uh, that Christ came here to establish, you know, um, um, and even before he came here, you know, uh, God was doing that. Um, in the Old Testament so it, it's it's not like it was a new thing that happened um, once we get to the New Testament but God has always um, wanted this God has always elevated all ethnicities and cultures because through all of them his glory shines um, but you know in black spaces um, maybe it's it, while black and, and it's not that it's lost amongst us, you know we in terms of black culture understand the beauty of it but I know that I've experienced in my own life, how the, the 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 black expression of of uh, and 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 the black beauty uh, that can be brought to the kingdom of God has been undervalued and squashed on on many occasions, and 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 in many ways, you know, has upset a lot of. Uh, would-be followers of jesus christ when they've seen how um the black people have been treated by the church by people who are supposed to be following jesus christ you know um and so my ultimate goal is not not simply that the black space in the black church and and this black seminary thing that i'm building would be completely like separatist from the rest of uh christianity and to say that hey well this is just our space over here but i'm just hoping that as the black culture is elevated that it 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 would be elevated to highlight what uniqueness it brings and what unique value it brings to the body of christ for the rest of the body to engage with so this is not to escape you know, um, this is not to escape the rest of the body of Christ, but this is actually, hopefully, uh, uh, going to be a tool that allows us to honestly and effectively do the difficult work of engaging across cultures. Um, but I don't think that that can happen in in a real way if one culture has been squashed and it, it its ability to 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 uh, bring uh, you know its ability to bring scholarship you know, and, 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 and show its biblical scholarship, um, you know, isn't, isn't really given an opportunity to be brought to the forefront to be engaged with. Um, and so ultimately, you know, I'm hoping to have some great conversations with, uh, people of all colors, um, in hopes that, and, and not just, not just with Christians as well. I think that in order to understand some of the black expression, you might have to also, um, you know, uh, get some insights as far as the from the secular world and I don't maybe they, they won't inform the gospel per se, but I think it'll inform a lot about well what also shapes us what, what shapes black culture, you know um, at, at heart, I am a hip hop head. I grew up you know when when hip hop uh, began to flourish. And certainly we, you know, nobody would sit here and say that all messaging in hip hop, uh, you know, was good messaging. But I would also say that if you look at the Psalms, nobody would say that even all the messaging in the Psalms was necessarily good messaging. But there was a purpose and there was a function uh, to what was going on there. And so, you know, based on that, you know, how did what is this thing called hip hop? Um, why did it even come into being and why did it develop into what it, what it is and how does that shape me and my understanding and what are the similarities, you know, that I see between it and the, the, the gospel, what value does it bring to, um, in in terms of its art form, in terms of its, its, its expressiveness, how, how how does, how does, you know, what, what beauty does that bring to the gospel's ability to go out into all the world um and we miss some of these things you know uh, because he, some of some of the expressions that have come out of black culture have been equated you know uh with with um you know sin um and that which is negative um in the bible whereas if we could go to other cultures you know dominant culture we could probably point out their own flaws which still allow it so i laugh at one of my boys my, my boy paul um who y'all will definitely meet because he's helping me with um with this whole project but he's a he's a phenomenal pianist and organist right and it's funny because i remember when we were growing up uh he played this was in church right uh we we had like special music in church and he played a song for special music in church called witch's brew all right now, mind you, everybody was fine with it because it was a classical-sounding piece, right? And so, you know, where we grew up, almost that classical sound was equated with holiness and righteousness. But completely, everybody completely overlooked that the name of the song was "Witches Brew," and he and I laugh about that to this day because if 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 we were to take um. Uh, <laughs> i don't know take a secular sound because technically that was a secular song but because it's class even something forget which is brew let's just take a song a classical song like "Fur Elise." i can call these names because i'm a musician as well but "Fur at least has nothing to do with christ but we could play it in church and it would be fine because it was you know it, it, it this was still uh, uh uh acceptable music you know for for church but if I were to try to take a jazz song, let's take um, Giant Steps by John Coltrane and play that in church for special music, they'd probably look at me like I was crazy, all right? So so there's a lot for us to wrestle with there, and um, I'm hoping that we can wrestle with these things honestly and, and look at these things through the lens of the gospel, uh, for, you know, and gain further insight. And ultimately, y'all, the purpose of this is that we would be informed to engage the world that we live in um, and... And ultimately, you know, th- that might be the penultimate thing, but ultimately the reason why we're even doing that is so that we could save souls, um, you know, for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, and, and, and ultimately to celebrate God, you know, and, and to make his glory known into all the earth. Um, you know, that is the goal um, to make him known and, and, and that all the world would be blessed uh, through him. You know, um, even those who may not know him right now, that all all nations would eventually come to know him. All people would come to know him um, authentically through their culture, you know. Um, Anyway, let me stop babbling. Uh, I hope that you all like it. If you're looking at this on YouTube, yes, again, you see this as um, the black seminary, but this will exist as a podcast. Uh, and the podcast name is technically, you know, these podcast names are going to be this, this the black seminary on YouTube is going to be kind of like housing our whole network of shows that we're trying to come out with. One of those shows being the, uh, called the, um, you know, uh, uh, there's good, uh, good news for the hood, you know, and that's going to be our, uh, biblical, uh, theological wrestling show. Um, but. There's a couple of other shows that we got, uh, different uh, podcast shows that we're planning on coming out with. I don't want to release the name yet, uh, but stay stay tuned. I hope that we have some good stuff for you all. So again, if you want to follow me on Instagram. For sure, look, go to averages failure that that's my personal um, Instagram page. And that's also where we're going to still be housing, like the apparel that we create through the brand. Um, And then also on Instagram, if you want to follow specifically the the black seminary um, uh, platform that we're building, just go look on Instagram for the black seminary. Okay, Um, and you'll find us one way or another. Anyway, um, I'll stop this here. It's been a pleasure uh, just being able to talk this, talk about this. These are some of the things that have been on my mind for years, y'all. And it feels good to just be able to talk it out um, and get it out there. And hopefully, um, you know, you all will find it helpful as well. That's it for me, y'all. Peace. Average is failure. There's good news for the hood.